I'm Lewis Weston. This is very British. If you're ever down in the city of Bath in Somerset, then I would definitely check out the Roman Baths. It's a site of historical interest It's and it's well preserved. It was once used by the Romans for public bathing. The Roman Baths are below street level. The four main features are the Sacred Spring, the Roman Temple, the Roman Bathhouse and the Museum which holds findings from the Roman times in Bath. The buildings above street level date from the 19th century. The Baths are a major tourist attraction and together with the Grand Pump Room receive more than 1 million visitors a year. Visitors can tour the Baths and Museum but can't enter the water. The water which bubbles up from the ground at Bath falls as rain on the nearby Mendip Hills. It runs down through limestone to a depth of between 2,700 and uh, 14,300 metres where ge- geothermal energy raises the water temperature to between 69 and 96 degrees centigrade. Under pressure, the heated water rises to the surface along fissures and faults in the limestone. This process is similar to an enhanced geothermal system which also makes use of high pressures and temperatures below the Earth's crust. Hot water at a temperature of 46 degrees C or 114.8 degrees Fahrenheit rises here at the rate of 1,170,000 litres or 257,364 imperial gallons a day from the geological fault. In 1983, a new spa water borehole was sunk, providing a clean and safe supply of spa water for drinking in the pump room. But why would the Romans use the baths? Well, archaeological evidence indicates that the site of the baths may have been created as a centre of worship used by the Celts. The springs were dedicated to the goddess Zolis, whom the Romans identified with the with Geoffrey of Moormouth in his largely fictional Histor Regatum Britanni, which describes how in six in 836 BC, the spring was discovered by the British king Boldud, who first who built the first Moorish baths. In the early 18th century, Geoffrey's obscure legend was given great promise as 
a royal endorsement of the waters in the of the water's qualities. With the embellishment that the spring had cured Bold and his herd of pigs of leprosy through wallowing in the warm mud. However, the Romans used it after the Roman invasion, leading to the town's Roman name, which translates to the Water of Zulis. The temple was constructed in 60 to 70 AD, and the bathing complex was gradually built up over the next 300 years. During the Roman occupation of Britain and possibly on the instructions of Emperor Emperor Claudius, engineers drove oak piles to provide a stable foundation into the mud and surrounded the spring with an irregular stone chamber lined with a lead. In the 2nd century, it was enclosed with a wooden barrel vaulted building and included the hot bath, lukewarm bath and a cold bath. After the Roman withdrawal from Britain in the first decade of the 5th century, these fell into disrepair and were eventually lost due to silting up and flooding. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle suggests the original Roman baths were destroyed in the the 6th century. About 130 cursed tablets have been found. Many of the curses related to thefts of clothes whilst the victim was bathing. The baths have been modified on several occasions, including the 12th century when John of Tours built a bath over the King's Spring Reservoir, and the 16th century when the City Corporation built a new bath, the Queen's Bath, to the south of the spring. The spring is now housed in 18th century buildings designed by architects John Rudd, the elder, and John Wood, the younger, father and son. Visitors drank the waters in the grand pump room, a neoclassical salon which remains in use for both taking the waters and for social functions. Victorian expansion of the baths complete complex followed the neoclassical tradition established by the woods. In 1810, the hot springs failed and William Smith opened the hot bath spring to the bottom where he found that the springs had not failed but had flowed into a new channel. Smith restored the water to its original course and the baths filled in less time than they had before. The visitor entrance is via an 1897 concert hall by J.M. Bryden. It's an eastward continuation of the Grand Pump Room with a glass dome centre and a single storey corner. The Grand Pump Room was begun in 1789 by Thomas Baldwin. 
he redesigned a couple of years later in 1791, and John Palmer continued the scheme until its completion in 1799. The elevation onto the Abbey Churchyard has a centrepiece for engaged Corolithium columns with end table chuds and pediment. It has been designated by Historic England as a Grade 1 listed building. The museum houses artefacts from the Roman period, including objects that were thrown into the Sacred Spring, presumably as an offering to the goddess. These include more than 12,000 Roman currency coins, which is the largest collective deposit known from Britain. A gilt bronze head of the goddess Zulis, which was discovered nearby in 1727, is displayed, and an audio guide is available in 12 languages. The Bath Roman Temple stood on a podium more than two metres above surrounding the courtyard, approached by a flight of steps. On the other approach, there were four large fluted columns, supporting a phrase and decorated pediment above. The pediment parts of which are displayed in the museum is the triangular ornament section, which is 26 feet 1.9 meters wide and 6 feet 2.4 meters from the apex to the bottom. Above the pillars on the front of the building. It featured the powerful central image of Gorgon's head glaring down from a height of 15 metres on all who approached the temple. Gorgon's head looks like a lion's mane, kind of. It's got a face in the middle and, as I say, a kind of lion's mane style hair around that. The great head itself has snakes, actually, <laughs> entribing its beard above its wings and its ears, bleating brows and a heavy moustache. Although there is some controversy about what this really represents as Gorgons are usually female. An alternative interpretation is the, the central head as the image of a water god, such as Oceanus, which is yet another Celtic, and yet as another Celtic sun god. In early 2010, Various stones on the pediment were conserved and rearranged. Also on display are the remains of the elaborate heating system which served one of the sweat rooms. In 2016, planning permission was received for a new learning centre aimed at school children and links to the baths by a tunnel. 
Funding is being sought from the Heritage Lottery Fund and if successful, the centre is hoping to open this year. In the late 19th century, carvings of Roman emperors and governors of Roman Britain on the terrace overlooking the Great Bath are particularly susceptible to the effect of acid rain and have been protected with a wash of sacrificial shelter coat every few years. Exhibits within the temple are susceptible to warm air, which has the effects of drawing corrosive salt out of the Roman stonework. To help reduce this, a new ventilating system was installed in 2006. A few years later, in 2009, a grant of £9,000 was made to the Bath and North East Somerset Council to contribute towards the cost of redeveloping displays and improving access to the Roman baths. By the Department of Culture, Media and Sport, which was established to promote improvements in museums and galleries in England. The bath was charged with responsibility for the hot springs in the Royal Charter of 1591, granted by Elizabeth I. This duty has now passed to the Bath and North East Somerset Council, who carry out monitoring of pressure, temperature and flow rates. The thermal waters contain sodium, calcium chloride and sulphate ions in high concentrations. The Roman baths are no longer used for bathing because it has become a very popular archaeological site to visit. However, the more significant danger is now considered to be infectious diseases. In October of 1978, a young girl swimming in the bath, swimming with the bath dolphins, a local swimming club, in the restored bathroom contracted meningitis and died, leading to the closure of the bath for several years. Tests show that there was a dangerous thing in the water. The newly constructed Thermi Bath Spa nearby and refurbished cross bath allows modern day bathers to experience the waters by a series of more recently drilled boreholes. The, the Bath Abbey is, as you would expect, a very old-looking building with lots of windows at the front. There is also the water, which kind of looks green. It also looks a bit rusty and old. I guess the whole place does. There's also a model of the bath, both made out one made out of wood and one out of glass. There's also st- 
steam rising from the bath late at night. But yeah, weirdly enough, the water is green. It, as I say, it's a very popular tourist attraction. So if you are down in Bath, then make sure you go and visit that. And that is all that I have time for this week, unfortunately. For comments, questions, and episode suggestions, email vraybritish at gmail.com. That's vraybritish at gmail.com. And if you're new to this podcast thing, then please just subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you very much. Please let a friend know about the show. And until next week, cheerio.